0: Lord God, you have made us holy in your holy son, Jesus, our Savior. Set us apart and make us ready to do your will in every area of our life to which you've called us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God's peace to you, friends. Uh, We are in our sermon series for the Advent season. It's entitled Nuts and Bolts. The Building Blocks of a Vibrant Christian Life. And uh, during these four Sundays of the Advent season, this series is built around the call, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. We're talking about repentance, about God's desire for change, for transformation within us from the inside out. And we're asking where in our lives Do we need change? And in this particular series, we are exploring four key areas in which to consider our need for change or transformation. Those four areas are morality, theology, vocation, and therapy. In the first week of this series, we explored the changes that we need to make in terms of our moral character. When we examine our morality in light of God's expectations in the scriptures, how do we measure up? Last week, we talked about theology, what we believe about God. Where are there some gaps in our confession of faith or in our Christian worldview? worldview? And what is your true north star for guiding you theologically in life? This week, we're exploring the area called vocation, that is, our various callings in life, vocation. The word vocation itself is uh, from the Latin verb vocare, meaning to call, to call. So a vocation means calling. And we are called to live out our Christian faith in a variety of places and manners. We call them vocations. And each of them is indeed a calling from God. I would suspect that you probably wear a variety of hats in life. You know, maybe you wear the hat of being a spouse, a husband, or a wife to someone. Maybe you wear the hat of being a single person. Perhaps you wear the hat of being a son or a daughter to someone. You might wear the hat of being a sibling, a parent, a grandparent. Maybe you wear the hat of being an employee or an employer, or maybe your hat is as one who is beyond their career and now enjoying retirement and finding that you're more busy now than you ever were. (laughs) Maybe you are a widow or a widower. You certainly wear the hat of being a citizen of this nation. You maybe wear the hat of being a neighbor to those that live near you, to people that you see every day. Let me just ask you, how many hats do you wear in life? Well, have you ever considered that each of those areas of your life is an area where God wants to work in you and through you? Each one of those areas of life is an area where God wants to be at work in you and through you, an area where God is calling you to live out your Christian faith, in those vocations. You see, each one is a vocation, a calling from God. Martin Luther wrote a lot about vocation. In fact, he even included the topic in his small catechism in that little section that is probably the most ignored section of the catechism called the Table of Duties. And basically, it is a listing of Bible verses that are applicable to to the various callings we may have in life as a a parent, a child, a spouse, a sibling, and so on and so forth. If you haven't read the table of duties from the catechism in a while, all right, that's your homework. First of all, you've got to find your catechism. That may be the first challenge. Uh, Let us know in the church office if you need a catechism. But read that over sometime, a review, because it's all about our vocations as Christians. I'm going to read the gospel lesson again this morning. And as I do this, I want to ask you to listen to this story from the perspective of Mary and Joseph's callings or their vocations as parents of a child. So as I read Matthew 1, starting at verse 18, listen to it from that perspective. And those of you who are parents, you'll have a special appreciation of the callings, the vocation of Mary and Joseph as parents. It reads again, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, Now, as I was reading those words, what came to mind concerning Mary and Joseph as parents of a child? Of course, we are about to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, Ten days from now is Christmas Day. We're about to celebrate this most remarkable of all births, one unlike any other. After all, the second person of the Trinity took on human flesh, being conceived in Mary by the Holy Spirit. And so this baby was truly the son of God himself. This is a miraculous birth. At the same time, Mary was called to be Jesus' mother in the fullest sense of the term. She was not just a vessel for God to be born, as significant as that is, of course. But Mary also had the vocation, the calling, to be a mother to a child in all the ways that you moms are mothers to your children. And likewise, Joseph had the vocation to be a father raising a son with all the responsibilities that you dads have in raising your children. They had the vocations of being parents. And as parents, Mary and Joseph were the agents of influence on their son. They were the agents by which the boy Jesus would, for example, learn about the Ten Commandments. He would learn from them and be reminded of what God had done in history up to that point. He would learn from his father particularly how to be trained in the craft of carpentry. From his parents, he would learn how to be a big brother to his younger brothers and sisters. And he would be taught resilience, which he would need in the face of the evil that would be inflicted on him by the world in days to come. Now, to be sure, Jesus came into this world to be our Savior from sin. That was the primary reason that baby was born in Bethlehem, to grow up to be the Savior who would go to the cross and suffer and die in our place, to remove our sin and our shame and open up heaven to us through faith in him. That was his primary purpose in coming. But Jesus also came so that his grace, his forgiveness, and mercy might be activated in our daily living. He came so that his power and his love may be extended and realized in how we live out our everyday human lives human lives that matter to god yeah god didn't create us to be angels but to be human and to live in the callings that all all human beings bear and he extends his gracious help to us to fulfill our vo- vocations for his glory and honor he calls us to live out our vocations in a way that praises him. I think St. Paul had this concept in mind when he wrote his letter to the Colossian Christians. And in chapter 3, he uses a phrase that he repeats twice, which tells me it must be of pretty big significance uh, to Paul. Listen to verses 17 and verses 23 and 24 of chapter 3, Colossians. Paul says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The phrase is whatever you do, in whatever vocation you find yourself, do it all to the glory of God. And then in verse 23, he repeats the phrase, whatever you do, and here he has in mind the job you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I think it's a significant phrase. Whatever you do, whatever you do as a spouse, whatever you do as a parent, whatever you do as a child as a sibling whatever you do as a coworker as a neighbor as a friend whatever you do do it all to the glory of god paul says for that is your calling that is your vocation well here's today's big idea the big takeaway from the message for this morning I word it this way. Christians never take a vacation from honing their vocations. Christians never take a vacation from honing their vocations. In other words, our vocations need attention. We need to work on them. In whatever vocation we find ourselves, we are to be intentional about working on improving them. There's a concept I want to share with you that I I share with couples when I do premarital counseling and marriage counseling, but I think it relates not only to marriage, I think it relates to every relationship we have, including our relationship to our employers, our friends and neighbors, relatives, our children, our parents, and yes, to our spouses. The concept is this. We live life on an incline, not a flat plane. Let me explain what I mean by that. If we lived life on a flat plane, we would be here going along through our life, relating to other people. And we would be moving forward. We'd be making improvements in our relationships and and getting better and better in our marriages and and, uh, work relationships. And then we could just stop working on our relationships and stay right there, pause for a while, and then pick it up again and, and keep going and making our relationships better and better. Our marriages get better and better. Our relationships with our children get better and better. And then we stop And then we pick it up again and keep going. The problem is that's not reality. We don't live life on a flat plane. We live life on an incline, and here's reality. Here we are in our relationships, and we work on our relationships. We work on our marriages. We work on our connections with our children. But the moment that we stop and pause and think we can stay right there and coast we slide back down. And we need to keep working on our marriages and our relationships to make them better and better. It takes intentional effort. You see, Christians never take a vacation from honing their vocations. Whatever those vocations are, we need to keep working on them. And so uh, as you think about that in honing your vocations, I wanna give you a little practical exercise that I have found helpful. It involves asking two questions of the person with whom you're relating. You can ask this of your spouse, you can ask this of your children, your parents, you can ask this of your employer. Uh, question number one is on a scale of one to 10 with one meaning, being very bad and 10 being excellent, on a scale of one to 10, How am I doing as a... You fill in the blank. How am I doing as a husband? How am I doing as a wife? How am I doing as a parent to your child? How am I doing as as an employee of your company there, Mr. Boss? How am I doing as a brother, as a sister... On a scale of 1 to 10, how am I doing? And then the follow-up question to that is, what could I do to move that closer to a 10? How am I doing as a husband, a spouse, so on? And what could I do to move that closer to a 10? Years ago, I asked this question of my children when they were pretty young. How am I doing as a dad on a scale of 1 to 10? I think they gave me a 3. And they were honest, and I needed to hear it. And uh, when I said, uh, well, what can I do to move that closer to a 10? They said, be home more at night. Ooh, yeah. I wasn't around enough. Learn from that. It's important to be honing our vocations, improving our relationships. And we can use that kind of an exercise with each other that we might continue to grow and improve in our callings, whatever they may be. Because when it comes to our various vocations, let's be honest, our sinful selfishness gets in the way of faithfulness in those callings, doesn't it? And this is an area where we need to repent, where we need to be honest and admit, yeah, I haven't been the best husband, the best father, the best wife or mother or employee, employer, student, child I haven't been the best and I confess that to my God and as we do that our sincere repentance is met by God's amazing grace who forgives our sins and gives us a brand new start because of Jesus Christ when you came in today you were to receive one of these 3 by 5 cards a blank 3 by 5 card If you didn't receive one, you can pick it up on your way out. But if you did receive one, I'm going to ask you to uh, write on it a response to this next question. As we've done in weeks past, uh, don't put your name on it if you don't want to. Pastor Seidler and I are interested in knowing what our people are struggling with. And here's the question for today. Of all the hats that you wear in life, Spouse, parent, citizen, student, friend, employer, employee, whatever it might be, of all the hats you wear, what is the biggest challenge you face in any one of them? In all of your vocations, what is the biggest challenge you're facing right now in any one of them? Write it down on the card. If you're ready, you can place that in the offering plate when the offering is gathered today. If you're not quite ready and you want to do that during the week, fill it out, bring it back with you next week. We just kind of want to know what are the challenges you're facing in the area of vocation, your callings. I'm going to give you a few minutes to reflect on that and write that down if you wish, and I'll be back in just a minute. Well, friends, the good news in all of this is that Jesus remains our good shepherd. No matter where we feel we have failed in our vocations, Jesus remains our good shepherd who leads us through all the places that life takes us and guides us to live out our callings as we follow him. He forgives our past, he empowers our present and leads us into the future. We are to follow him. In fact, that's at the heart of our mission here at Shepherd of the Desert. We are about leading people to follow Jesus. And so, friends, may we follow Jesus more and more closely in all of our vocations, doing all things to the glory of God. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, your good shepherd. Amen.